Violet Saturn is my guest for this episode. They are a band made up of brother-sister team of Lauren Carr-Reed on vocals and Spencer Carr-Reed on guitars. Great music. It's in the vein of Paramore or No Doubt. Pop punk songs, very catchy. I dare you to listen and not get hooked. And we're going to talk about the new album, All the Cool Kids, possible tour plans they may have, their style, songwriting, and more all coming up next. Well, welcome to the show, guys. I don't usually do a lot of uh, indie or like younger up and coming bands anymore, but uh, I've, I've had you guys on my radar for a while. And then it's so funny. I was in LA and I was like, I want to go to see a show at the Viper Room because I thought they were closing and you guys were playing. And I was like, oh, I remember these guys. And uh, <laughs> just get a new album. I was like, okay, I got to have you back on the show. So <laughs> on the show for the first time. So welcome. Thanks Thank for having us. us. Yeah. Yeah. So new albums called All the Cool Kids. I'm loving it. I mean, is it, would you call it an album? Because it's only eight songs or is it an EP? I guess it's, yeah, I think it's technically an album. Album. Yeah. Okay. I, I count it. I mean, it's just eight really. EP. What's that? It's a long EP maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good because there's no filler. Like every song is good. That's what I, I liked about it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So how did you guys get signed? Because you're on this, uh, I didn't realize how, like, you know, I saw Viper Room, like I said, I've, you know, followed your, your uh, career for a couple of years now, but I didn't realize that the album was on this like big label. Uh, what's it called? The Big Machine Label Group? Like you have a uh, Bad Flower, Aaron Lewis, Sheryl Crow, The Struts. I mean, these are like some huge artists. Yeah. It's very, very cool to be signed with them. So um, how did that happen? They discovered you? Did they like see you in a club or something? Or Well, our songs, um, Young and Dumb and Say Goodbye, were on rotation at KLOS. So um, the program director, Keith Cunningham, sort of referred us to Big Machine. And that's how everything got started. We did two showcases, one in um, L.A. and then one in Nashville. And then that's how we got signed. Okay, yeah, I heard of those. So that's a showcase like where a bunch of labels come out and uh, and uh, then like they kind of fight over you a little bit. Or was there other uh, labels interested? For no, the, for the showcase? Yeah, it was, Big Machine came out and we did. Um, yeah, we did. We did two. One like because they're based out of Nashville, so we did one in LA. They came, and then we did another one in in, in Nashville. Yeah, COVID too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's that's More. smart that, that you guys have a late. I mean, because so many artists are doing it just independently now because you don't have to really have a label. But I think if you're gonna if you are gonna have a label, it's good to have a big one that has you know star power behind it. They must know what they're doing. Like, what have they done for you so far in terms of like marketing and things like that? Um, they've just been like really helpful with like, for example, um, our PR packages that we've done for the album. We had this like cool box that had like, it was very like galaxy theme because all the cool kids is like, that was sort of the aesthetic for it. Um, yeah, just things like that. Just things like, yeah, they help like you have a vision and they help bring it to life. Like in a lot of ways, like with the, they have a really great creative team and they have really like have cool we, it's like, it's cool to have like a team of people. It's really awesome. Yeah, no, that's really, so if they help set up like shows and things like that, or, uh, appearances or. Um, yeah. Like the Viper and the Troubadour, those sort of just like happened randomly, but yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah, those were kind of just like all, on the fly kind of shows. Yeah. Kind okay. 
kind of random, but like good timing. Good timing. Cause, yeah. cause they, uh, one was like the Troubadour we played right before our album release, which was perfect timing. And the Viper Room was just like, just super random. <laughs> just because yeah. we hadn't played those songs live for a long time. We hadn't oh. played, we hadn't, our last show before that was literally the showcase. Yeah. That was like two years ago. Oh, really? It's been that long? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because of the pandemic and stuff, you guys couldn't do yeah. shows? Because I know LA is a little more strict than other places. We were just writing a lot during the pandemic, like the entire pandemic writing. And I like learned how to produce during that time and like learn how, cause I didn't know how to do any of that before. Um, so I spent that time learning how to produce and like write and kind of just like bring the songs to life. So, but we hadn't played them live. So it was our first time playing most almost all those yeah. songs live. Okay. So when you were doing the writing during the last two years, are any of those songs on this album? Or are these all songs that were already like pre-made? No, like every song except for Young and Dumb and Say Goodbye was made during quarantine. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause yeah. And then you guys had um uh, Sweetest Life. That that song didn't isn't on this album. I mean, I guess you'd already released it or whatever, but that was kind of a cool song and video, a different sound than what you're kind of doing now, though. Way yeah, way different. That was like 2017 we recorded that. Mm-hmm. I think Lauren was like 13. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> Didn't you write that when you were like 11 or something? Yeah. That's not <laughs> yeah. so long time It's ago, pretty but old. It's like, a, it's like has a little special place in our heart, but. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. it's a studio recorded. Yeah, it is. Did, so. But so a lot of these songs though were written when you were young, like for age 14 to 17 or something. Yeah. Yeah. On the new record. Yeah. I think it was actually like 13 to 16 or something. I can't remember the exact. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So you're, you're, yeah, your breakout song is, is young and dumb, which again, that's a, that was the most played song on uh, K what is it? KLOS, the rock oh, station yeah. in LA on 2020. And you have a remixed version of it on the album. Talk about that song. And how old were you when you wrote that one? I think I was 13 when I wrote young and dumb. Yeah. Um, I love that song. It's it's, I was, I, I think you can tell that I was 13, but not in a negative <laughs> Like I just was like young and dumb at the time when I wrote it. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. It's just, but it's so catchy. So Spencer, do you help write? I mean, you must be writing the, the riffs for, for the music part of it and she's writing the lyrics or how does it work? Yeah. So I come up with like the lyrics and the melody, like sometimes at the same time, sometimes at separate times, but normally it's like at the same time. And then I'll bring it to Spencer and then he'll come up with like the riff and everything. And normally we just like end up making like a little demo at home. Oh, okay. So then how do you uh, do the melody? You just do it on a keyboard or something or? No, I just sing a it voice memo. in my voice memo. Yeah. <laughs> she has like a whole folder of her voice memos and it's just like her like half asleep. Yeah. <laughs> come like, up with them at like 3 a.m. A lot so, of the okay. time, like in the middle of the night or something or like really late and you know, for me, I can understand what I'm singing, but if anyone were to listen to them, they would be like, this is horrible. Like, this is so bad. But I, I see my vision when I'm like, okay, yeah, I see what I was, I see what I was doing. Okay. So how did you guys learn how to play? How did you learn how to sing? how did you learn how to play guitar? Did you guys, are you self-taught or did you take lessons privately or? With singing, I always just sang like ever since I was little, um, in like musical theater and stuff and like at every like little like talent show with Spencer and I. (laughs) Um, And I take vocal lessons now just to sort of sing like safely and sing properly and Mm. learn how to preserve my voice. 
but yeah, I, I sang ever since I was like really little. Okay. So you don't, so does one of you play keyboards? Cause I know this, the other song that you have, that's really catchy, uh, say goodbye. And that's, that's also, I think, wait, did we talk about the, no, that one? Yeah. That one's a remix also, but it, there's keyboards on that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that's like, I play some keyboards. I don't actually know how to play keyboards. <laughs> it's like, I can just like program stuff to make it sound okay. <laughs> but for, yeah, for like the, the five new songs, like the the newer songs, like I did all the programming on that. Like I did it with uh, me and a guy named Tim did the programming for those. Okay. So is that what that is then? You just can program it on your computer to sound yeah. like a keyboard? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then when I saw you guys live, obviously you don't have a keyboard player. So you have to just have that kind of like a, t- a track that you play or something. Yeah. Yeah. We have like a track rig. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, so, and then the single, all the cool kids, I love this song, this song, and that's the name of the album, obviously, but the lyric, uh, all the cool kids grow up to be losers. Tell me how, what inspired that? Cause you're, you're, you're still young. Like your yeah. friends haven't grown up yet. I remember when I came up with that, I just like sang in my head. I was like, all the cool kids grow up to be losers and all the beggars, they cannot be choosers. And I was like, Spencer, this sounds so cool. Let's, let's write this. <laughs> but yeah, that song, um, it's just about like the irony of life and sort of how like nothing is really as it seems. It's it's just like, it's kind of like a very negative song about how like everything sucks in life, but has sort of like a positive twist to it. Okay. Um, well, well, so, yeah. I mean, you, are you still in high school or did you graduate? I'm still in high school. I'm You're still in high school. school. So are you talk about the cool kids. Are you one of the cool kids? Like, are you at enemies with the cool kids? Do kids yeah. like you? I'm not a cool kid but that's okay. Um, and I'm not en- enemies with cool kids either. I think good people don't grow up to be losers. You just have to be like a good person. You can still be a cool kid and grow up to be successful. I think as long as you're a good person. Yeah. I think I was, in that lyric, I'm referring to like the mean kids and the bullies who are deemed cool, but are not. Right. So did you get bullied? Cause I mean, you, you, you know, you're in a rock band, so you're wearing kind of outrageous outfits and things like that. Like you wear that to school. Do kids give you shit about it or. To my face. Not to your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think that's something that like every teen has to go through in high school, just like always feel like they're being judged and, you know, always feeling insecure because they're always thinking about what their peers think of them. And that's why I think that that song is very relatable because whether you are a cool kid or not, everyone sort of goes through insecurities in high school. So then how do you get through that? Cause like, I mean, like I said, you wear these sometimes outrageous outfits, which I love. I think that's part of your guys' style as a band, but I mean, it takes a uh, part, pardon the term, but like, it takes like some balls to go out there and be like, all right, I'm going to wear these like giant sunglasses and stuff. Like, and I'm not, I don't <laughs> care what people think. So, I mean, you're not really that worried about what other people think about you. Right. So you're, you are kind of more secure. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. That's cool. How did you develop all the, that style? Like, I mean, it's kind of like the mix of like punk and. Yeah. Um, I always like loved fashion, like ever since I was really little, um, And I would love to like have like my own clothing brand one day. Like that's always been like just an interest of mine in addition to music. Like I love it just as much in some ways. Yeah. I saw you like designing bags and stuff like that. And uh... 
love making bags and shoes and like anything fluffy. I love like, yeah, you make those shoes. Like you had the, I feel like there was one pair of shoes that they were like giant. They were so awesome though. Whatever happened to those? You still have those? Oh yeah. I remember those. They're on the, your, your TikTok, right? Yeah. Are they the fluffy ones? I don't know. They were like huge. They were like cartoonishly big, but it like looked cool. I was like, Oh, I've never, I think that's what first drew me to you. I, I heard about you guys from Joyce Wolf and I was like, okay, like, uh, Nick Reese, or Ru- I think he's going by Ruiz now, but he, he mentioned your name. I was like, okay, I got to check these guys out. And that was, was like, the first that. thing I saw. I saw that podcast. I remember it. That's a funny story. How we met him. We actually met him recording sweetest, sweetest life. life yeah. in the studio. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're awesome. Where, yeah. which studio is that? Was that a big studio or is that more independent? Uh, West Valley. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it, we were at that studio and he was, they were recording, I think they were recording like Mississippi Queen and all those songs. Okay. Like, yeah. Are you friends with a lot of the the bands like in the LA area, like in that scene, like there's Joyce Wolf, um, I've had on Of Limbo, there's some other ones too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We've been like really lucky to play like a bunch of shows with like a bunch of cool people, like at the Troubadour. Um, yeah, definitely. What other ones besides uh, besides those ones I mentioned? Any other ones that you can mention? Uh, um, Slaves to Humanity. They're super oh, yeah. Cool. They're, yeah. They're on KOS with us, yeah. too. Okay, I'll have to check those, them out. Yeah. Of course, I'm going blank <laughs> now, but there's definitely so many cool. One of my good bands. friends is in a band called Auto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're super cool. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, also, that's cool. Yeah, I need to come back, and I never—I don't think I've ever seen a show at the Troubadour. That's that's a that's a legendary place as well, same as the Viper Room. So that was a fun, yeah, fun, the Troubadour fun was show. so cool. Yeah, yeah. I was so that was like the week before when I was sick, mm-hmm. and I was so nervous that I wasn't gonna be able to play it, and like because my voice just like wasn't back yet because I was like so sick, and mm-hmm. of course, like the literally the night before, like the day before that's when I started getting better. So I was like, okay, I'm going to play it. Like I was determined, like I needed to play it, but I was so that week was just horrible. Cause I didn't know if I was going to be able to play. I didn't know if my voice would be ready yet, but it was. So I was <laughs> so excited because I really, really wanted to play the truth door. And how did it go? Went well? It was great. Yeah. It went amazing. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah. Let's talk more about the, uh, the other song. So love you madly. I think that's your most popular song. Is that, is that getting some airplay on KLOS or anything like that? That's been, yeah, that's been it's been uh, getting like some attention on the radio. Like we were we were played on uh, Underground Garage, like on Sirius XM. We had some really cool stuff on um, on that, and just other other stations giving us love. And then like it just yeah, it just it was on some playlists on Spotify too. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that seems to be yeah. the way now is to get it on the playlists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are those are super powerful, definitely for. Or growing songs on on DSPs, but yeah, so yeah that that was that was super cool. Like, oh, we got a Billboard article. Yeah, for that, that was cool. <laughs> that was pretty crazy. That's oh, that's that is cool. Awesome. Yeah. When did that happen? I don't know if I saw that. It's that happened like, like a month ago. A month ago. Okay. It was like best pop songs on like the. Of, it was pop punk. Yeah, best it, pop punk songs. No, it was pop week. songs. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what about, tell me about the song, uh, Who Is She? Because that's a cool song. It's got like that fast uh, punk guitar riff, but then like a melodic chorus. 
how did you get uh, Josh Freeze on drums and Chris Cheney on bass? Like those are two pretty big names. We just yeah. saw him on the street. And we're like, hey. <laughs> no, no, we were so like we're so grateful to have them. Like they're amazing. They're both so incredible. Like watching Josh Freeze like play drums is like insane because he's like a machine. Like he just like plays like perfectly. It's like crazy. So he, they just played on that one song though, right? Who, who did the rest of the, they, they played, played on, on the, the whole, whole record. record. Well, they played the whole record. Yeah. yeah. Well, Except not saying goodbye. Not those two. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Then they're not going to tour with you though. I'm guessing. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe. That's, how, how many days did it take for them to do all the tracks for the whole. Two days. One, one, was, one day per each. Oh, one day each. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Those guys are total pros. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. They are amazing. That's great. And then um, tell me about the song Over. I thought that was like a really beautiful song. It seems like you're really uh, uh, growing as a songwriter. As I'm assuming that was one that you wrote a little bit later because it seems like it's more complex. That was actually, no, that was one of the first <laughs> like, quarantine wow. songs. That's amazing then that you could write that. So because you're talking about like, insecurities and you hurt me and voices in your head and all this. And I'm like, <laughs> like a complex song. It seems like. Yeah. Fun fact about that. Uh, some of the guitars were literally recorded in Spencer's closet. <laughs> yeah. It's it turned just, up an amp in a closet and mic'd it up. And I was like, this is cool. That was like our <laughs> experimental phase during quarantine with like recording and stuff. Okay. So was a lot of it recorded at a lot of the album recorded just at your house? The demos, but oh, the, demos. the vocals and everything yeah, vocals in the actual studio. Yeah. Okay. What about, um, is it fun to play? It's got to be really fun to play the solos. I know they're not as it, uh, in fashion now, but like the song You Should Go, it's got really the melodic harmonizing background vocals, which I love. It's very catchy. And then the, it's got a guitar solo on there. So talk about that, Spencer. Uh, it has a guitar solo. Those are hard to find. Right? Like, yeah. So how do you yeah. decide which songs get a solo and which ones don't? Well, just depends on the vibe. We're like, this one could use a solo. I feel like solos, I'm a big fan of solos that are kind of like another part of the song or like that kind of help, not a sh less shred solo. Also, I can't shred. So that's another thing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, I like like the melodic solos. Like that's my, so like, I don't know how we decide though. Just like, I guess it fits the vibe for yeah. that one. It was fast. Was yeah, because you're. It was sorry. Go ahead. We were like, "Is this solo too long in this song?" And I was like, "No, I like it." But so I was like, "Are you sure it's not too long?" I feel like it takes up the whole song, and I was like, "No, we're keeping it. We're keeping the whole thing." Well, yeah, because Spencer, aren't you? You're a fan of like Hendrix and uh, Led Zeppelin, and those those definitely have. I mean, I feel like every Hendrix song and Zeppelin song has a solo somewhere. Yeah, and and and. I think it's just like this that depends on the style of the song that we write. And that one just really fit a solo. Some of them don't though. Like like Cool Kids has a solo too, but it's like not a solo. It's more mm -hmm. of like a melodic section. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You guys also both like corn, but I don't hear any corn in this record. Is that just something that maybe you listen to but doesn't really influence the music that you're making? I'd say that. I think, exactly. yeah, I listen to like, a, we listen to a lot, I, at least I do, I listen to a lot of pop, like rap and stuff, mm -hmm. and even like EDM and stuff. And I think you can pull little things from everything. 
like not the entire genre obviously but you mm-hmm. can pull something from every because like for example like the vocal production in a lot of pop music is amazing so like i like to kind of go off of that for different parts yeah how do you make music now that is like that fits into younger people music because you guys are young but like i feel like this music is almost more uh, it's kind of reminds me of like No Doubt or like Paramore or something like kind of that era, which is like a little bit like it's kind of like my era in, in, in a lot of ways. I like that kind of stuff. How do you make it for the contemporary kids? Because a lot of kids are listening to, like you said, EDM, rap and those kinds of things. I think because we are young and we do listen to all that stuff, like I I feel like you can hear it through our music, even though I, I think definitely there's like a pop punk, like sort of like throwbacky vibe but I feel that just because we are young and we're surrounded by that it it sort of seeps through and that young people can can sort of still relate to it I think also with my lyrics I think that they're very um appealing to young people particularly like young girls so I think there is still that sense of like youngness and like nowness no, definitely. Especially with, like I said, the, the visual styles, I feel like that, like, and like you said, you guys are young. So it's like, you're kind of making it cool by being young. And I, I'm surprised, like, a, I don't know if any bands have reached out to you, like a Paramore or somebody to take you on the road as an opener. That would, that would be amazing. <laughs> for Paramore. I love Paramore so much. <laughs> right? I, that Haley Williams is the best singer ever of all time. Like, I yeah. genuinely love that. She's so good. It's that whole, I love Paramore. So is that something that the, um, what's it called big machine label? Is that something that they, are they trying to uh, negotiate some sort of opening act for you guys? Cause obviously you wouldn't headline with, you only have like 10 songs, but you could do a really cool opening set yeah. for a band like that. That would be yeah, awesome. Be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're putting it out there into the universe. So. Yeah, yeah. We're, we are putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. So how do you, this is another question I had for you guys. Uh, how do you get along with each other? Cause I, had uh, three siblings. I could not even like share a bathroom with them. How the hell do you have a band with your brother and sister? I just can't, I don't know how you do that. Like do you, you guys have fights ever or do you, how do you get along with each other? The thing is like, we couldn't share a bathroom, but like we could do this. That's <laughs> like there's just something about the music that like makes us like, it's like forces us to get along. And I think, I don't know. I, it, at the same time, I think it's really beneficial because I can tell him like this sucks this is horrible versus like someone who i'm not as comfortable with Uh like i have to like sugarcoat it and be like maybe we should try something else but with spencer i can just be like this is absolutely horrible try again and she does very often 90 percent of the time it's that and the 10 percent oh that's really good (laughs) or she'll go that's good and i'm like okay then that must mean it's really good (laughs) wow that's actually a really good point i didn't think of that but you're right because you can just be open and honest you don't have to sugar that's exact Wow. That's, that's brilliant. I love that. That clearly shows because like I said, the music is great. So whatever you're doing is working, keep doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I just want to ask you too about, um, how is everything? Like I heard this, you guys lost your house and all the possessions from a fire in Malibu. That's crazy. Did you get everything restored and did you lose anything valuable, any guitars or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I got the, in- no, I, I mean, I lost a few guitars, but like nothing was, I feel like nothing super like sentimental. I mean, but 
except for all of our baby pictures. There's like no <laughs> proof that we were babies. That's true. That's pretty, I guess that's technically sentimental. <laughs> but, so like, yeah. We could have just been born adults and no one, no one would know any different. So. All the baby pictures? Baby pictures. Now all or the any baby. of them on social media, though? Because I thought I saw like one or two that you guys had posted about. Those are like on a phone. Uh, the somewhere. ones from the phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, all of my baby pictures, because I was born in 01. So like, yeah. that's before phones. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's sad, man. Oh, it's kind of a funny <laughs> way to look at it, though. We could have been born adults. Like, <laughs> now wow. we're just stock photos in the picture frames. So, yeah. like, where those like, <laughs> that's great. Up. Well, so do you guys have any? I don't see any live shows at all. Like, obviously, I mean, no tours, but not even any local like LA shows or anything lined up yet, right? Not at the moment, but very soon we're planning on it. So stay tuned because we will be playing. Lots of local shows. There. Just local, but and then nothing, no plans for a tour or anything like that, or at the moment. But yeah. there will definitely be a tour. Is that so? Is that your job to set up the tours and stuff, or is it the big label uh, machine to do that? Are they supposed to do that stuff? <laughs> big label machine. I like that. <laughs> that was, what's it called? I, screw, I keep screwing up the name. What, big, big machine label. Sorry. The big, label. big label. Big record company. The million dollar. <laughs> The rich people. Yeah. <laughs> um, it. It's a group well, it's a, there's uh, there's a lot of like there's like a tour manager and then there's a, the manager. A lot of times is involved with that in terms of like the touring aspect of it. Um, but it's it's kind of random, like for tours. Like it can be a lot of different things uh, mm -hmm. for touring. Yeah, because I think a lot of the bands are making it now with the the festivals. Like that's and even the. The older bands, they're reliant, I think, on those festival shows because those things pay the best, like the cruises and the the big South by Southwest. And all, there's so many of these festivals now popping up. And if you can get on some of those, it's really good exposure too. Because yeah. like Shiprocked and all those. Yeah, Monsters of Rock and uh, yeah, there's so many of them now. I can't even uh, keep track of them. And they're and they're all they're worldwide. So you yeah. can get on some like uh, festival that's in like Europe or something and get exposure out there and. So that might be so again, we'll put that out into the universe too. But yeah, hopefully you can come to Phoenix and do a show. I'm only five hours away. Otherwise I'll just have to drive to LA again. Cause that, that was so fun seeing you guys. I was like, Oh, this is great. It was such a short show. It was only like whatever you guys do, 10 songs or whatever. But yeah, I, I actually, I saw a video and I saw you in the video and I was like, wait, is that Chuck? <laughs> I was like, I, I saw it. And I was like, that's crazy. That's yeah. funny that you're in LA. Yeah, I just ran, yeah, I was random going to a football game and I just like, ah, I want to go to see a show at the Viper Room because I thought they were closing down, but now I'm hearing that maybe they're finding a way to keep that place alive. Yeah, I heard they're closing down as well. I I don't know like what the updates are with that, but yeah, I heard the same thing. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's sad. But you could also do a show at the Whiskey. That's a bigger venue. Yeah. Yeah. Venue. And then there's the Roxy too. The rocks. Yeah. That's still around too. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The whiskey, I finally saw a show there. That's, that's a really neat venue. There's a lot of history there. Very cool. So, well, I'll have to do a road trip if you don't uh, go on tour and uh, yeah, let, we'll do a hopefully a road trip very soon to Arizona and or, or Vegas. I, I have driven to Vegas before too. So anything Where in with Arizona, you? are you, which what's that? Where in Arizona are you? Um, do you know Scottsdale at all? Yeah. Yeah, we're we're like a mile and a half from Old Town Scottsdale, where all the craziness is. So yeah, there's some cool venues down here too. Like, 
I don't know. I could put in a word. I don't know anybody, but I could just uh, I could walk up and just uh, start introducing myself and say, "Hey, you guys need to have this band in." No, we love that. <laughs> we, yeah. we would come. We would yeah. come for sure. Very cool. Well, hopefully this podcast gives you a little bit of exposure. I don't have a huge audience, but it's a uh, it's something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I always end each episode promoting a charity. And uh, I, I saw that you just promoted St. Jude's. Is that the one you want to promote here at the end? Or is there another thing that you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, we can do. Can we do both? We can do both. <laughs> we, yeah, we had the, the Humane Society and the. Yeah, we can do both. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Humane Society is a great one. Um, I see your dog is uh, walking around. Your dog has made the Instagram a lot, too. So. <laughs> she, she's all over Instagram. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big uh, animal lover. I've got two cats. I don't have a dog yet, but someday I'd love to have one. So you guys have a big house to have the dog? Yeah, I, she she's um she wants she doesn't have a dog or we just moved. And so she's like she's uh, I think she's trying to get out because there's there's some stuff going on out there. She wants, she wants to be to part of it. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> cool. Well, I'll yeah. let you guys get back to it. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Love the music and uh, hope to hear more. Thank you, Thank you, Chuck. Thank you for having us. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Violet Saturn. Check out the new album, All the Cool Kids. It's out now. So good. Catchy songs that are going to get in your head and you'll be singing along to it. Uh, and if you like it, make sure to support the band by buying some merch, see a show, follow them on social media, etc. cetera. Uh, if you enjoyed this interview and you want to support the show, you can follow us on social media as well. Of course, your likes, comments, and shares there and on youtube help the search engines so that people can find these episodes and that helps grow the show i appreciate all your support have a great rest of your day shoot for the moon